So we've discussed now various cases of Yibum with an underage girl. Now we're going to discuss a case of Yibum with a boy who's not yet an adult. So Yavam Katan Shabal Yivama Katana. So let's say you have an underage Yavam who does a Ma'asabiya, who cohabits with an underage Yavama whose marriage was a biblical marriage. So she was given in marriage by her father. Therefore, if her husband dies without children, she falls to his brothers for Yibum on a biblical level. In this case, a Yavam was not yet an adult. He was, however, over the age of nine, so that his cohabitation with her is legally recognized. So Yigdulze Imzeb, they should grow all together, so they should remain married, and then if they wish to end their marriage, he can divorce her. Since a nine-year-old boy who cohabits with these Yavama acquires her as a wife, if they want to end the marriage, he must divorce her. Since only an adult can give a divorce, they have no choice but to wait until he becomes an adult. She too must be old enough to become uh, to be old enough to be responsible for safeguarding her get. Now Ba'alivamagadola. Similarly, if he cohabits with an adult if they do not want to remain married, she should raise him until he's an adult so that he can divorce her. Okay, she doesn't have to raise him, but it's just a case of that they should stay married until um, until he becomes an adult. So the Mishnah now discusses a case where the Yavama claims that the Yavam has not cohabited with her and that she therefore wants to be freed with Khalisa. The Yavam, on the other hand, claims that he has cohabited with her and that he already gave her a divorce to free her. Okay, so he actually gave her a get. Um, so Hayavama Amra a Yavama who was taken by Hayavam into his home for Yibum, who says within thirty days, Loniv Altia, I have not had cohabitation with him, so that she is still a Yavama. Okay, because the Yibum bond can only be ended with Khalisa or cohabitation. So therefore, there's still the Yibum. Um, she's still a Yavama, and therefore she still needs Khalisa before she can remarry. But the Yavam claims that he did carpets with her, and that the get he already gave her is enough to free her. He does not want to do Khalisa because he finds it embarrassing, you know, to have her spit in front of him in front of the judges. So, in such a case, we force the Yavam to perform Khalisa with her to free her. When the Yavama makes this claim within 30 days, we believe her because it is reasonable to think that they did not kill habits through, through, during the first 30 days they were together. Okay, um, there's no question of staying married to her since he's given her a get, and the get rabbinically prohibits of a man. Nor can she marry someone else without Khalisa because she has admitted that she's forbidden to do so, um, and she's believed regarding herself. Therefore, we force him to be, to perform Khalisa to allow her to remarry. Okay, so so within the thir- first thirty days, we force him to do Khalisa. If he makes his claim after thirty days from the time he took into his home, then we ask him to perform Khalisa with her, but we do not force him to do so. Once they've lived together for thirty days. We consider it unlikely that he's not cohabited with her. Therefore, while we ask him to perform Khalisa with her, so that even according to her claim, she should be free to marry someone else, we do not force him to do so because his claim is more believable. However, when the Yavama admits that he did not cohabit with her and that she still needs Khalisa in order to marry someone else, then even after 12 months have passed since he took to his home, then we force him to perform Khalisa so that she could be free. She should be free to marry someone else. She, he can no longer take a newborn because he's already given her a get and he admits that Khalisa is needed before she can marry we force him to perform, perform Khalisa Mishnah Yugimal this Mishnah discusses another case where we sometimes force the Yavam to perform Khalisa and other times only request him to do so if a woman made a vow during her husband's lifetime prohibiting herself from ever having made any benefits from her brother-in-law so her husband's brother and her husband then died without her children so that she forced to this brother-in-law for Yibum but she cannot have Yibum 
born with him because of her vow, okay, a person can prohibit himself by means of a nether from having benefit from someone else or from that person to have any benefit from him. So this presents a problem in the case of Yubum. In order for Yubum to take place, they must cohabit and the pleasure she will get from this act is a violation of a vow. So, so in this instance, we forced the Yavam to perform Khalisa with her because the Yavam made her vow before her husband died. We have no reason to think that she made it as a way of avoiding Yibum. Maybe We assume that she made this vow because was angry at him for some reason and wished to distance himself from him, herself from him. So we therefore do not punish her for making this vow. Instead, we force the Yavam to perform Khalisa with her so that she can marry someone else. And she collects her Ketubah payments at the same time as any of the Yavamah who has had Khalisa. However, if she made the vow after her husband's death when she has already fallen for Yibum, then it is clear that she made the vow in order to avoid Yibum. In this case, we ask the Yavam to perform Khalisa with her, but do not force him to do so. If he agrees, then he performs Khalisa and she collects her Ketubah payments and she is free to marry someone else. If he does not agree we do not force him to form Khalisa and make the Ketubah payments because we penalize her for intentionally making a vow to prohibit herself to the Yavam. Okay, a rebellious woman who refuses to cover with her husband for no acceptable reason is not entitled to demand a get and collect a Ketubah. When the Yavamah intentionally makes a vow to prohibit herself to Yavam, it's as if she was, is rebelling against Yavam and we treat her the same way. She's not entitled to receive Khalisa and collect a Ketubah. If, however, the Yavamah says that she wants Khalisa and is willing to forfeit the Ketubah payments, then we do force the Yavam to perform Khalisa in order to free the Yavama to marry and she does not collect the Ketubah. Now, back to the Mishnah, Ve'im Nizkavna Lakach. However, if we, i.e. the court, determine that the Yavama intended to do this, she made a vow for the purpose of avoiding Yibum, Afidu Ba'Allah, then even if she made the vow during the lifetime of her husband, we ask the Yavam only to perform Khalisa with her and pay a Ketubah payment, but we do not force him to do so. So the deciding factor of whether or not we force the Yavam to perform Khalisa is not when she made the vow, that is only an indicator of why she made the vow. If we know she made the vow to avoid Yibum, we penalize her even if she made the vow while her husband was still alive, have a great day.